This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting and Sales EQ, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. This episode of Sales Gravy is one of the best we've done in a long, long time. On this episode, I have an intense conversation with author Alex Goldfain about why salespeople aren't using the phone and why they should be using the phone. And it's apropos that this particular episode is sponsored by my friends at Connect and Sell. Connect and Sell is my secret weapon for having more conversations in less time with greater outcomes. Connect and Sell rocks, and you got to go give it a try. The good news is Connect and Sell has teamed up with Sales Gravy to offer you a free ebook called Sales Hack. And this ebook is fantastic. It is packed with 25 sales hacks that will help you make more money now. And getting the book is really easy. You can download it instantly by going to free.salesgravy forward slash hacks. That's free, F-R-E-E dot salesgravy forward slash hacks. Just click the button that says, show me the money. Now, here's my conversation with Alex Goldfain about why salespeople will make more money if they spend more time on the phone. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. I'm CEO of Sales Gravy, and welcome to another episode of Sales Masters. Today, I've got Alex Goldfain with me, and Alex is the author of this brand new book, The Revenue Growth Habit. This book is fantastic. I'm having my entire staff read it because this book will help you grow and accelerate your revenue. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're an executive, or if you're a sales professional, this is a book that you should be reading. Alex, welcome to Sales Masters, and would you mind telling the audience just a little bit about you and your background. Jeff, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I run a revenue growth consulting practice. Uh, we focus on sales and marketing. Uh, I grow companies that are uh, $20 million and up, and we do it with uh, very, very easy techniques that are straightforward. Um, the techniques on their own are easy. It's the um, uh, doing of them that's not so simple, right? It's actually doing the work. And uh, something that I say uh, both in the book and uh, in uh, just about every speech that I do, uh, which is two or three times a week, I say, you already know everything that we're about to talk about. You know this, you're a professional salesperson. You know that testimonials and referrals are among the best ways we have to grow business. You know that you should be asking for the business on every phone call. The question is, are you doing it? So knowing what to do and doing what you know is the right thing to do are two very different things. So a lot of my work focuses on doing what we know is the right thing to do. Well, I, you know, I can connect with that now directly. You've got my book, Fanatical Prospecting, right behind you. And I think in the very beginning of that book, I tell people there's nothing in this book that you don't already know. And I love that you said that. And that's one of the things that I, I dig about this book here is that as you read the book, there's nothing that's tremendously sophisticated or complex. This is straightforward. Do these things. They absolutely work. And the thing that you do, though, that is different than a lot of books is that you help people create a cadence because you're exactly right. It's not the knowing, it's the doing. And what's hard for us is that we're so busy in the middle of our business just you know, consumed by the daily grind that we don't create these, these daily habits, these daily cadences that allow us to accomplish things over time. And I'm a big 
believer in cumulative impact of a lot of little actions taken over time. We talked a little bit in the pre-show about how you, you know, develop this, you know, through working with other companies. But where would the where did the idea come from to um, to build out revenue growth and revenue growth activities? into a lot of small daily habits. Where did you get that from? Yeah, I, I call that snowflakes into blizzards. You know, they're little tiny actions that many of which take three seconds to do literally a question on an existing phone call. And uh, cumulatively, as you said, uh, they really, really add up. The idea came this way. Uh, I looked around at what my client salespeople were doing. Uh, you come into the office, the phone rings. Who's on the other end of the line? A happy customer? Almost never. The happy customer doesn't call. Who calls? People who have problems and people who need something, right? Otherwise, if you're good, there's no reason to call. You're busy. I'm not going to call somebody if I don't have a problem or I don't need something yesterday. So basically, you get on the phone, you have a fire. You got to put out the fire. That's the work. We put out the fire. We handle it. We put down the phone. What happens next? Immediately. Phone rings again. And literally, we go through our days reactively like this. We spend our lives reacting to what's incoming if we're in sales. This is an um, experienced salesperson, right? If you've been around a little bit, you have a book of business, the phone's ringing, the deals are incoming, uh, the problems are incoming. We have to solve the problem. Uh, so here's, here's the issue, the huge issue with that. For me, this is kind of like the rate determining issue in my business. This is why I get paid for doing what I do. Uh, if you spend your days like that reactively, uh, you're kind of at the total mercy of what's in common, right? If the right inquiries come in, you might grow that year, but it's not up to you. If the wrong inquiries come in, not increases in orders, not um, big, interesting new things, you won't grow that year, and it's not in your control. So to answer your question, I saw that pretty quickly, and I uh, looked for ways for people to solve that problem simply, as you said in the beginning, because it can't be hard. If it's hard, they're not going to do it. You know, you know this um, in, in your work. Um, it had to be easy. It had to be fast and it couldn't cost anything. So I looked around and I created, there wasn't anything. And I created a system uh, that is uh, full of uh, mindsets and then actions to do that work. Very simple things that take three seconds or five seconds or 10 seconds to do uh, that you can do many times a day, that all your colleagues can also do many times a day, that sales managers and leaders and company owners and executives can um, infuse accountability into, can infuse recognition into, and we systematize it. I say that word all the time to my clients and to my audiences. We systematize it to make it repetitive and consistent. And as you said, when you accumulate proactive actions, when we infuse proactivity into an otherwise reactive day, business has no choice but to grow. I love that. That is a really cool thing to say. Abby's over here shaking her, her head. For you can't see this. Abby's, Hi, our, Abby. Abby's our, 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 our awesome producer over there because that made sense. And I love things that make sense. So it's the cumulative impact of a little bit of action every single day that's built into a daily battle rhythm or a system that you follow, that you reward, that you reinforce. And because it's little bits of things, little tiny things that you do every day, it doesn't become overwhelming. And it's easy to drop that into the rest of your day. You have a choice to do things that are trivial. 
You have a choice to do things that are important. You have a choice to do things that are impactful. Now, human beings, this is called the law of triviality. I'm sure you know that. But a human being is given a list of things to do. We'll most always pick the things that are most trivial first so, and leave the things that are most impactful to the end. Yeah. What you described is that most people in business today are focused on the important. The phone rings. It's a customer. There's a problem. They take care of it. And what happens is the impactful things get pushed off to the end of the day, which usually means never because the impactful things are usually hard uh, and they don't, they don't get dropped into the front of the day. My advice for people is to begin your day with impact. So don't open your email up first. Don't do all those things that you think are important. Start your day with the, with the things that have the most impact on your business. I think we can both agree that revenue growth is the most impactful thing that you can do in your business. And I'm curious how you advise your clients to begin their day with impact or how, how should they begin their day, start their day so that these habits that drive revenue growth actually get accomplished. Jeb, I can't believe how much money I get paid to teach people how to use the telephone. Uh, I, I mean, so, sometimes it's, 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 it's uncomfortable for me. Uh, but I, I love what you wrote in Fanatical Prospecting, which is just over my shoulder there. Uh, you said, we've never been taught to use the phone. And I couldn't agree with you more. Guess, so I've, I've studied this. Guess how many hours the um, typical salesperson spends on the phone making proactive phone calls in a week. So a week is 40 hours. How many hours a week does the typical salesperson spend on the phone? Well, I just came back from one of my clients, just to give you an example, who has an inside sales team. And these are people who spend eight hours a day on the phone, allegedly talking to people. And their average person's talk time for the entire week, this is a week, was less than four hours. Yeah, I was got my number is four hours. Uh, that, that's what I found among my clients. So we're, we're driving on the same page there. Um, yeah, now you work for 40 hours, right? And your job is to talk to humans. That's how we sell. We talk to humans. What are you doing the other 36 hours? For God's sake, what are you doing? Well, here are the answers. We're emailing. Uh, Got to research. Got to do my research. Um, we're driving in the car because the phone doesn't work in the car, right? Can't use the phone in the car. Doesn't work four hours a week. So the first thing to do, if you want impact in your day, pick up the phone, be a human being and call somebody. Here's a great technique I teach. Call somebody you haven't talked to in a while, mm -hmm. six months or more. Tom, how you doing? It's Alex. Haven't talked in a while. What's going on? How's your family? And then say this simple question. What are you working on that I might be able to help you with? What's going on? Where are you at? And when you do this, people, you know, say, again, salespeople whose job it is to talk on the phone when I, when I teach this, that you can see them squirming. They are so, they don't like this idea of using the telephone. And then you come back, I come back three months later and we talk and I say, oh my God, they were happy to hear from me. They were stunned. They liked the conversation. They couldn't understand why I was calling without needing something because nobody ever calls the customer unless they need something from them. So they were stunned that I was calling for no reason proactively. But once the, the, the surprise wore off, it was a lovely conversation. And you know what? I got more work out of it because I was there. Because there, when you do this, you're present. You're there in front of the customer. The competition isn't. Everybody avoids the phone. I had a client tell me, this is a uh, president of a $200 million distributor company. He said, Alex, I got to tell you, a supplier, a new CEO at a supplier of mine called me on my cell phone. And we talked for 30 minutes. 
He said, it was the first damn call I've ever gotten on that phone from somebody who sells to me. Nobody's ever called me on that phone. He goes, we had a great chat. We talked for half an hour. So this is the customer talking. He was thrilled to get a phone call from somebody that he pays. Call your customers. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I hear you say that. And I, I have the same problem. I, I, I get paid in a lot of cases to come into an organization and in essence be the bad guy and say, we're going to get on the telephone. I run live phone blocks. And I mean, basically, here's what we're going to do. Everybody's getting on the phone. We're going to call. And what's crazy is amazing things happen. I had a group of salespeople last week who explained to me that, that the phone didn't work because nobody answered the phone. Therefore, they were getting in their cars, driving around in circles, knocking on doors. And I explained to them what the truth is. The truth is, is that you go out in your car and you drive someplace. And oh, by the way, driving is not an accomplishment. And then when you get there, you sit in the parking lot and you look at all the doors trying to figure out which door is going to reject you less. And, and, and then you go call on a couple of them and then it's lunchtime. And then you, after lunch, you go do the same thing and you call a couple more and then you call the day and say, we were really working hard today. I said, what we're going to do is we're going to take 15 minutes. We're going to make 15 dials and we're going to, we're going to try to set one appointment. And these are people that said, nobody answers the phone. We had a 57% contact rate. 57% of the people that we called, these are small businesses, they answered the phone. I love They're that. Small, by the way, small businesses answer the phone because that's how they do business. The more people you talk to, yeah. the more business you're going to do. The more people you talk to, the luckier you're going to get. Yeah. The more people you have a conversation with, like you said, I may have a you know three or four conversations. Sometimes I'm having a conversation with the CEO today. How are you doing? And two weeks from now, they call me and say, hey, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking about you and something happened in our business. We've got a problem. Let's talk. It's a great message, Alex. It's a great message. If you call somebody once a year, you have to hope that your timing lines up with an itch that they might have at that moment. If you call somebody regularly, you don't have to worry about the timing. You take a back scratcher and it has your name on it and you put it on their desk. And when they have the itch, they pick up the scratcher and they scratch and it's got your name on it. So that guy that called you, he was thinking about you because you were in front of him. I have clients, uh, when I do these talks, somebody raises their hand, we're talking about the telephone and they'll say, um, my customers don't want me to call them. I said, how do you know that? They say, um, they've told me. I said, really, how many have told you? And they'll say, uh, well, I don't know, four or five have told me. Like, wow, how many customers do you have? How many do you call in total? He says, gosh, I don't know, two or 300. So call the other 196. Don't call the four or five that don't want to be called, right? We assume, we, we project out, we extrapolate from exceptions and we make it the rule because the thing that keeps us from picking up the phone, the thing bigger than all things that keep us from big, picking up the phone, fear. Fear, Absolutely. fear of rejection, fear of failure. Most salespeople are more afraid of the no, of the rejection. Uh, that's more profound than their need to feed their family, right? And a lot of salespeople, they're just uncomfortable having a human conversation, just talking to people. I mean, it even goes beyond the fear of rejection because you didn't say, I'm calling to ask for anything. Calling it, to be a human. It is amazing. I'll call consulting clients that we have and just, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I saw you posted something on Instagram today. It was a cool picture. How's your dog doing? And they'll flip the conversation into more business. What else can you do for us? How can you help us? I had a new rep working for me and I had him calling just to call 
and have a conversation. I don't want you to ask for anything. I don't want you to ask for an appointment. I don't want you to ask for business. I don't want you to pitch anything. All I want you to do is say, I'm new and I wanted to introduce myself to you. That's it. Did your sales rep understand this? Were they able to process it? Sat and stared at the phone. <laughs> until until I said, pick up the damn phone and make the call. This is you're you're not going to get rejected. You have a hundred percent chance of the person being nice to you. A hundred percent, because people dig it when you call them up and say hello to them. I mean, think about that. This is this whole idea that the phone doesn't work is a myth. And you 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 said that we we extrapolate that out. And let me let me add something to that because you got me fired up now. Seventy percent <laughs> of customers that you lose, you lose due to neglect. So the dude that's telling you don't call me is the guy that's going to defect to your competitor because your competitor is standing in front of them, having a human relationship with them. Pay no attention to the customer that says, I don't need you to call me. You call and you stay in front of them and you build a relationship with them because they will appreciate it long term. And if there's something wrong, you'll know about it before your competitor does and they take the business away from you. You know, we salespeople, we, sh- we shy away from the phone because we assume that our customer is getting called all the time, right? We don't want to be one of the 100 or 200 that are calling. Here's the thing, folks. Nobody's calling. You're literally the only one. Nobody's calling. That's why this president says, holy cow, somebody called me on the phone. He's the first person to call my cell phone, and I loved it. People are so happy to hear from you, and they're so happy to have a human conversation where somebody doesn't need something from them right? Send me this, do that, get me the PO. I got Their days are filled with requests and demands. If you call somebody and say, listen, how are you doing? What's going on with you? What have you been up to? How's your family? How's your daughter doing at that college? Is everything good? They're going to be stunned. It doesn't happen. And they will turn it to business. It will turn into business, if not on this phone call, as you said, two weeks later. It's, just, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And, you know, I, we did an experiment over the last couple of years and we counted the number of prospecting emails that I get because I'm, I'm the CEO of this company and salespeople want to sell to me. And we're now over 2000 prospecting emails and six phone calls. I've received six phone calls. Five of the people that called me, I'm doing business with. But people just send email after Holy email. Cow. It's crazy. Over what period of time, John? This is since May of 2016. About a year, a year, year and a half, right? A year and a year and a half. On my phone right here, I get emails all day long from salespeople. There was just one on there when you you held it up. Yeah, just stupid emails. Like, you know, I'm just checking in to see what you think about the thing that I sent you three days ago. That's right. Just wanted to follow up, right? Just, 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 Just thought I'd try again. Yeah, why don't you just call me? My phone number is published everywhere. I mean, it's on my website. So just pick up the phone. I've had salespeople who have sent me an email and the email at least was intriguing enough for me to send them back and say, hey, I'm available right now. Give me a call. And they sent me another email with a link to their damn calendar to ask me to send a phone <laughs> with them. I'm like, what do you I'm totally with you. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. I can't stand that calendar. Click, you know, click here to book a time with me. No, be a human. Uh, no, it's the truth. Hey, uh, Alex, this is a great conversation. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, let you introduce yourself again. Tell people where they can find you, how they can interact with you. I think you've got something special for our audience as well. And yeah. then, uh, tell them where they can buy your book and uh, where they can get with you on social media. Right on. So uh, the book you're holding up there is called The Revenue Growth Habit. That's my, my most current, most recent book. Uh, you can buy it anywhere. You can go to uh, any bookstore. You can go to Amazon. You can buy it wherever you want. It's called selling, excuse me, it's called the revenue growth habit. 
The next book, the one that I'm on deadline for right now, Jim, I got a week to go and I got about 40% yet to write. You know how this works. Um, so that book is called Selling Boldly. And it's about the concepts of positive psychology, which is some of the things we've talked about here, which is um, confidence versus fear, boldness versus meekness, optimism versus pessimism. And then the actions that we can take like asking for the business, like picking up the phone, like how do you ask for a referral and get one, two out of every three requests. So that book that I'm writing now, that one's called Selling Boldly, also through Wiley, coming out in February. Now, here's what I would like to do uh, for uh, the people watching this. Uh, in this new book, Selling Boldly, uh, there is a one-page sales plan. It's a front and back. And it's a sheet you can print out every week and you can literally lay out your week of proactive actions that you can infuse into your otherwise reactive day, the kind of stuff we talked about here. So you can uh, go to my website, which is goldfain.com, G-O-L-D-F-A-Y-N.com, slash sales gravy, goldfain.com slash sales gravy. You will be the first people to have access to this because it's in a book that isn't published yet. You will be the very first. Go to goldfain.com slash salesgravy, download the one-page sales planner, and use it to infuse proactivity into your day and grow your sales. You deserve more sales and take that money home to your families. Uh, thank you again for spending time with us. We've got to do this again. I would love to do it. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me, John. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was fantastic spending that time with Alex Goldfain. The conversation was so intense. And I hope this inspires you to go get on the phone. And don't forget to go download the Sales Hack ebook courtesy of my friends at Connect and Sell. Just go to free.salesgravy forward slash hacks. That's free.salesgravy forward slash hacks and click the button that says show me the money.